Hi, this is Eva, aka Eva the Relationship Maker, a podcast where we talk about triumphs, about uh, struggles, about relationships, and life in general. Today I have again Nanny with me, and uh, Jason is going to join us. So, what I'm going to do, I'm going to let Nanny introduce herself, and after Jason, you introduce yourself before we get into the subject. So, Nanny. Thank you for that introduction, Eva. Yeah, this is Nenny Carolina Chassin, and I am a business and life coach that helps optimize and automate your success. And Eva and I have been running these podcasts lately to help you in during uncertain times to succeed in uncertain times. And we have Jason with us, who have been also a nice, another amazing coach and collaborator that we have been sharing and collaborating for almost a year now online since the pandemic. Really, the bond. Uh, online has created lots of links and lots of collaborations in the world. So this is one of them, the results of one of them. And this is a, an example of success. So Jason, take it away. Thank you. As, as, as was already suggested or said, my name is Jason Matthews. I'm a leadership strategist. So what I primarily focus on is helping coaches and experts tap into their emotional side so they attract a higher caliber of clientele without coming across as fake or cold or detached. And the way I do that is I really tap into the idea of high performance, helping people really um, gain that trust and gain that desire to want to understand that the person that they are working with is going to not only have their their needs in, in focus, but they're also going to know how to get them where they want to go and know how that's going to affect their lives moving forward, even after the coach is done working with them. So it's really great um, to be here with both you, uh, Nenny and Ava, and I'm really looking forward to this, to this, uh, yeah, this discussion. Easy for me to say. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So today is going to be every step is a lesson is an up, and it is up to us to choose what we want to do and how we want to do it. And I, I have uh, three main major lines that we're going to cover. It's how to negotiate smartly. Um, not now is not. And as you said, we talked before, no, it doesn't mean no. Uh, precisely and um, how to negotiate it's uh, what kind of questions you ask um, and how to build the confidence so i'm going to let you uh, take away the headline is uh, we had so many challenges and so many changes in the past two years that we had to uh, to change our approach uh, on negotiation about meeting people and how to run our business. So I'm going to let you take away Nanny if you would like to uh, stop on that subject. And after, uh, if you would like to, to come on also Jason and um, give us your point of view. So Nanny? Yeah, so definitely during the last two, three years, the whole world has gone up to a lot of changes. And with that has come, become a lot of obstacles for people to meet together, for people to do the things that they're used to do. And in life in general and business, we always face obstacles. But obstacles are not, not, not anything but a lesson to go forward and succeed. There's everything that presents in your life 
it's always a lesson and this oh the faster you can get what i've learned is that the faster you can get to that hindsight vision then the the faster you can get to success so for example let's say you have an obstacle that you're facing in your business or you're facing in your life and for me it's been how fast i can recognize that this obstacle is not a negative thing how fast can i recognize that this challenge or this limitation or this circumstance is actually f working for me and not against me and the faster you get to that recognition that to that awareness then the faster you can actually create a solution for the next step and it doesn't have to be a problem it just may maybe it's a limitation or a challenge that requires a different action it's not really to solve it because obviously during these uncertain times the challenges and limitations that are happening some of them we can't solve them right but it actually requires us to make a decision to take an action in one direction or another so the faster we realize for example oh you know what this decision is is actually letting me stay at home and reflect on things that I've never reflected, for example, in terms of when the pandemic happened, people were had, had to stay at home. Or for example, maybe there's a challenge at work and maybe you're not getting enough sales, maybe there's this challenge is forcing you to think outside of the box and maybe come up with some other ideas and how to generate new sales. So that's what I think about challenges and obstacles. Every step is a lesson. When the, fa the faster you can get to the realization that that challenge, obstacle, limitation is actually a, a good thing for you to take a new action, um, the faster you're gonna get to the next step and solution. Jason? Thank you. Very well said. Um, you kind of stole some of my thunder there, but that's all right. <laughs> um, actually, one thing that, that came to mind was the, the treatise on uh, compensation, which was written by George, I'm sorry, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And uh, the law of compensation that, that he wrote basically um, states that every challenge, every adversity, every negative event lies within the seed of an opportunity. And it's your, it's your obligation or your responsibility to recognize that seed and to cultivate it. So out of that challenge, opportunity can grow. And when we decide that we're going to look for that opportunity, where we're going to see that the challenge, as many had so eloquently stated, that the challenge is actually for our best benefit. And the benefit is to recognize the opportunity that is there, to see that, okay, maybe Maybe the, the plan that I had created is not going to pass the test. However, there's something else available that I can find if I look hard enough that is going to help me understand what else I can do that is going to get me closer to my overall goal, even though the short-term plan did not happen to work. And really it requires you to have a very clear idea of what it is you want to achieve long-term because a challenge is not, is not a long-term thing. It's, it's a short-term thing. And it's important not to confuse your goal with the short-term action that, you've, that is now being challenged. It just means that you have something that has to be overcome. I love using the word challenges because the difference for me between a challenge and a difficulty is that challenges are meant to be overcome. Challenges are something that, that, that are in your way that, that are meant to be surmounted. They're, they're meant to be broken through, overcome, however you want to, however you want to say it. A difficulty, however, or a problem 
is something that, that you may not understand what the solution is, and it could take a long time for you for you to understand. But just by changing the way that you understand it could actually change the way that you interact with it. So by labeling it as a challenge for a short-term plan, you can see what opportunity is there that's going to help you get even close to your long-term goal. Absolutely, I agree. Definitely. It's interesting what you talk about planning, the terms of planning and goal and how that affects the challenge and limitation. And sometimes we really are a little bit square-minded or a little bit uh, stubborn, right, on the plan or on the goal. Sometimes that goal needs to vary a little bit, the plan needs to change, and we're a little bit stiff in that plan. And then we say, oh, if the circumstances change, then that this plan is not working, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And just by recognizing that you can change the plan or you can defer the goal as well, that also requires, that, that also is a, a result and an awareness and a, and a positive thing from that limitation and challenge. Because sometimes we are, like I said, we can be stubborn a little bit of, oh, I need to get there, but actually maybe not. Maybe that's not where you need to get the next step. Maybe you need to get to a different place. And, and that's also interesting. So it's interesting that you talk about the planning because the planning definitely can change and that can, can be adapted. And if you do a, plan, a different plan, you can still get to your goal just by adjusting the, the plan. That's really, really important. There are a few questions that they are important to ask when you are encountering a challenge or, or a problem. How can I? It's not anymore that I cannot or how can I? When you start thinking, how can I? Your mind somehow it opens and you start thinking about solutions. And maybe one solution is not going to work the way it's supposed to, but the next one is going to work. Just think about Edison, how many times, how many light bulbs he invented till, till, till he invented the real a light bulb. So everything, everything it's like, this is exactly like when somebody succeeds and everybody, oh my God, lucky them. And it's not such a thing luck. It's not an overnight success. You're working your behind off to get where you want. And basically when, as we were talking that you always prepare. Preparation, it's 90% and 10% only what you do, but you have to prepare because otherwise you are not going to be able to, uh, to solve the problem. Um, and how do you, how we negotiate with people? Yes, we are not sure about certain, uh, certain things, but if you know your subject, if you know your product um, and you know the benefits can bring to the people who are going to listen to you or you're going to, to buy items from you, then you're going to be able to, uh, to let them know about all the good things, all the, the, um, the things that can help their business to strive. So uh, how, you, how you negotiate, I'm just curious, I'm going to bring this up. Like if somebody says no to you, or, or not now, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for this. So what you do, let's start with you, Jason, at this point. Well, the first, something that you had said actually uh, sparked something um, between you and Nenny. And it had to do with, with um, the training I'd done in, in the military. 
Um, in the U.S. military, we, we, we like to use something called the five P's. And the five P's stand for prior planning prevents poor performance. And when, when, you, when you have a, when you, when you are prepared to take action, you've done, you've done the planning and, and the preparation necessary, and you've done it around the purpose that you have for what you want to accomplish, which is your long-term vision the purpose of why you are doing this. If, if, if it's centered around that, your likelihood of success long-term is going to be there. And the challenges that you get that you have are not going to really mean much. Getting to your question about how to negotiate. And when I'm, when I'm, when I'm dealing with someone who says no or not now, one thing I, I've, I've learned is that first off, the word no is a very powerful statement. Because what it does is it helps someone regain control of an interaction and have space enough for them to be able to think. And it's really important to honor that. If they say no, honor, honor what it is they're saying no to. And then also understand if they're saying no to one thing, it means that they're open to something else. And this goes back to the whole law of compensation. If, if one way is closed off, look for the opportunity that, that, is, that is there for you to capitalize on. And it's going to be something that as soon as you hear no or not now, you know that there's something about this that they are uncomfortable with. So you can, you have one of two options. You can either find out what makes them comfortable about it, or you can stab in the dark to find out what else might be there. I, I choose option A, to find out what it is that, that is making them uncomfortable or making them want to shy away or even just abandon that, that idea. And by understanding where, where they are, you're going to have a clear idea or a clearer idea of what it is they do want. And so you can use that as a way of being able to create an opportunity between you and they. Uh, just because they say no, if you take the no as an absolutely not, no way in hell, there is no, there is no other option except for the word no, you're, you're leaving a huge opportunity um, out there without understanding what is causing them to say no and what they are really saying no to. And when you find out what they're saying, what they're really saying no to, you know, you have an idea of what they're willing to say yes to, and you can broach that subject as well. Unless, of course, they just don't like you. And that, that's, <laughs> that's always a possibility. But if they don't like you, it's because of something that you've done to make it so their idea of of interacting with you is not one that would help them. And that, that's, that's a different situation altogether. What about you, Nanny? Well, for sure, negotiation implies that you are willing to, to give and take, right? So like Jason has a great point, like understand that what, what is it? Why is it that they're saying no? And initially a negotiation can uh, actually there's a there's a friend of mine in Boston who claims to be the king at negotiations, uh, Sherman Roberts, and he is writing a book on negotiations, and he's he's pretty funny. And what he says is, what one of the things that he he shared with me was in an, any negotiation, what you have to do is really find out exactly what the needs are, and it's not just one thing. He's what he when we were used to have. Uh, he is a professor at Harvard and uh, Oxford. Used to do leadership as well, like Jason. And he used to share with me just talking. You know, we used to be uh, we used to be triathlon trainers together. And every time we talked, he said the same thing. Like it's not just one path to negotiation. Like it's all about how many results does the person want. 
And it's, it's not a negotiation to let's negotiate to there's a win-win or there's a more I win or you lose. No, it has to be a result-driven negotiation. So that's why Jason, when Jason says like, you have to understand why they say no to, it's about the results for all of us, for the person that's doing the negotiation or for the person that's receiving the other part. So I think that's an interesting point that Sherman is talking about and Jason it has the same idea that you have to know exactly what are the benefits that the person is looking for and then negotiate on that. So if you present uh, ideas that are different, they say no to or you want to negotiate some price down or you want to negotiate some price up, you got to know what are the results that they, you, that person wants from you and you want to know the results that you want from them. So if the results is you want success, you have a, an ultimate goal of really make other person be better, make things be better, then it's a lofty, lofty idea, then it's always going to come up with a positive results for both. And also for the other person, if you understand what are the results that they're looking for in their life, in their business, for the negotiation that they're doing with you, the communication that you're having with that person or with that business, then you're going to try to offer things that are conducive to the results for, for both of you. So I think that's the one approach for negotiation, really, really focus on the results and know that there are different ways to get to that result and then offer different, different options for that result. And if you already know, like, like you said, Eva, you have to know exactly what are your skills, what are, what are your services and products, what is your life, what, what is it that you have to offer? And you have to know also your target to understand how that negotiation can be, what you can offer. So if you know really well your target, if you know really well what you can, you can offer, then you can know exactly what all the different types of things that you can offer. One of the things with negotiation and uh, with clients, getting together with clients, sometimes because we are so versatile, like, you know, you have a lot of background in different domain. Uh, Jason has a background in different domains. So do I. So sometimes what you offer, maybe it's not what they really need. But if you probe enough and you ask the, the specific questions, you might find out that there is a little place for you to step in to, uh, yeah, to, uh, to uh, make a difference in their company or, um, you know, uh, in, their, in their business, basically. So that's, that's why it's so important. People, they, they give up very fast because they say, oh, they take it personally. Business is not personal. Business has, doesn't have a heart. Business is straightforward numbers and directions. But business does not have a heart. I don't know if you agree with me. Oh, no, no, I, I vehemently disagree. I was going to say, yeah, Jason no, is going to disagree not. with that. No, 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 <laughs> absolutely no, no, not. no, absolutely not. I, I'm not sure where you heard that, but it is completely false. And the reason why I say that, and the reason why I say that so strongly is because you don't do business with ideas or with institutions. You do business with people. And it's important for you to understand the people that you are doing business with. They have to trust you. There are three things that they have to trust in order to want to do business with you. They have to trust you. They have to trust your product and brand. And they have to trust the fact that what they're going to engage in is they're going to be comfortable with getting the result. 
And that requires a, a connection with you that is more than just about the numbers. If you just worry about the numbers, you are going to struggle so much because you're going to come off as cold and detached and you're not going to get the kind of impact that you want from others. And you're going to, you're going to leave a lot on the table because people trust people. They don't trust things. And so they're going to do business with you as a person, not as a business owner, not a CEO, not a coach, none of that as a person. You have to connect with them first, and then you have to show them that you know what you know. But without the connection, it makes it very hard for people to trust you and to know they're going to get exactly what they need. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to correct certain things that you might mis have misunderstood, or maybe I didn't uh, put it correctly. What I meant that business has no heart. It means that if you have a business. Everybody thinks that theirs is the most important one and they're going to succeed and whatever, and they give everything. And when they don't succeed, they take it personally. And they are not going to uh, go again uh, to, to continue with the business or start the business because in their mind, it's anyway is not working. And people don't understand where I'm coming from. And they have this, this um, ego about their business. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying that has no heart because if you start emotionally connect with your business and that's the only thing that you do, then um, I don't know, for me. So there, there's, this brings up a really good point. It has nothing to do with heart and has to do with everything to do with intention. And what I mean by that is the intention by which you lead your business is going to determine the success of your business. So you can think of your business as an extension of you, yes, but it is not there to serve you. Your business has nothing to do with you. No one cares about who you are unless you give them a reason to care about how you help them. And so the question you have to ask yourself when you are going to business, am I a self-serving leader or am I a selfless serving leader? And the selfless serving leader is going to make their business about the way that they can impact the lives of others. That's the kind of business that will succeed nine times out of 10. But when you make your business about you, when you make your business about your success, about your triumphs, about your accolades, you miss the boat and no one is going to care about someone who cares only about themselves. If they go into business because they are there only for them, then absolutely not. But if you go into business because of a solution you have that is going to help people, that is tied to a bigger reason than just having a business, productivity can't be the reason why you go into business. It has to be much more than that. You see, and when, now you got my point. Now you yes. got my point. Yes, everybody got everybody's points. And this has you been amazing. We got... Just a couple minutes left to wrap up this session and start a new another session. And I can't wait for you guys to listen to the next podcast. As you can see, this gets heated, this gets intense, this gets passionate. And we're talking here about step the lessons that we that we let that we learn and step by step we found challenges and obstacles and we overcome them. So thank you very much, Jason and Eva and everybody for listening to this, for following us. And if you want to catch a coaching session with Jason, with me, 
uh, with Eva, please send us a message on the Calendly. You're going to see the link in the description, everything, so you can book sessions with us and so we can coach you for actually overcoming these challenges and getting to the steps. Every step is a lesson for sure. And Jason and me and Eva are going to make sure that you guys get it. So Stay tuned that, for part two. Yeah, part two. Part two is going to be even more interesting because we bring out the whip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, it's gonna start. Yeah. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Oh, yes. It was goodbye. a pleasure and uh, listen to the next one because it's going to be worth it. I promise you. Okay, let's see. Okay. <laughs>